2: the unholy trinity podcast three blues three opinions one Everton podcast
1: eden gray سي يرفع gray يرفع goal, goal 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 goal
2: Welcome to episode 134 of the Unholy Trinity podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also fanatics. What can I say? I can't say much. Uh, I haven't got much of a, a voice, and it's not from the match, unfortunately. Um, that's another story. Everton 3, Crystal Palace 2, a game that had absolutely everything, a game that Brought me to tears. I'm sure Lee was. Well, I no, know, I know he was. He was. He was the same. Two 0 down when the game three two. Jubilant scenes at full time. It was just Lee. I don't even know how to describe it because we've been craving this win. You know, we since sort of the Watford game. Really, uh, we knew what happened against Brentford. We spoke a couple of days ago about that. And we got into a game against Crystal Palace, knowing yet again, three points will do the job. We'll be safe. But listen, what a way to go about it.
0: Well, I honestly cannot describe the scenes last night in any sort of coherent manner whatsoever. Um, all I can say is I woke up this morning with a voice like Barry White, mate. I should have <laughs> recorded recorded a few songs. Um but no, honestly, mate, it was it was just how can you describe Goodison last night? It was literally everything encapsulated in one. I mean, it was absolutely wild scenes at times, mate. Um, I think I said to you boys, it was like Mad Max and the Thunderdome, mate. In there, <laughs> it, it literally was. It literally was. It was just absolute carnage everywhere. I mean, I wasn't sitting in my usual seat in Norman upper Bullins. I gave up my ticket for someone who wanted to take his sub. So I ended up sitting with somebody else up in the uh, up in the top balcony and the irony is here's the irony the last time i sat there was at the wimbledon game as a kid in 1994 with my dad how mad's that (laughs) literally i was up there with my dad and my uncle and i said to my dad after the game is that where we sat when when went to the wimbledon game and he was like yeah it was yeah so it was (laughs) literally like history repeating itself um but yeah what an absolute you know unbelievable game and get it so you could make it you know for uh for, for health reasons um but I mean Pete and I just came out of the ground and literally it was we were just looking at each other in disbelief relief more than anything else as well do you know what I mean I mean I at the final whistle everyone was going nuts you're hugging people around you everything else and then um you know as is always the case and I just took a moment just to sit there and you know, I'm not going to lie. There, there was there was a few tears there as well. And I'm thinking, what am I crying for here? I'm like, at least grown, man. At footy he gave, you know what I mean. But that's what this season has been, isn't it the season has just been literally from the highs of you know Ancelotti to losing Ancelotti to replacing someone that we were never going to love, you know, to them bringing in Lampard on the you know last day of the blooming transfer window, him galvanizing the fan base and 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 you know sort of combination of him, the players, the fans especially, dragging us over the line it's just, like I said I think the overriding emotion is just one of pure relief, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it most definitely is I mean obviously we we spoke uh, on Monday, did a show Monday um, and I I was obviously due to go and then Covid hit me, so I tested positive for Covid on, on Wednesday which then scuppered me going to Widdleston Park, obviously soul destroying the fact that I'd want to be there. I want to be there anytime, but obviously how important last night was. Um, so I was, I was devastated not to go and, well, this is one of those things. Um, but the, the, the range of emotions that that game brought us out of us all. It was just so, something which I've not seen really since probably Wimbledon very, very similar in terms of how the game went going two 0 down. And the similarities, you know, just didn't end there because similar time, I think I think uh, we got the third goal against Wimbledon in the 81st minute, Dom 80, 85 minutes last night. And it was just one of those where I sat here at 2-0 down, thinking to myself, right, get your head ready for Sunday now. What, what do we what do we need to do? I'm looking at, you know, can we rely on Brentford to, to take something off Leeds? Um, but at the time, Bernie were winning 1-0. As well against Aston Villa, and you're thinking this isn't going to go our way. That too many things have gone against us here to for us to stay in the Premier League. And you know, when you see again, you know, I've, I've got to touch on it. I, I keep on repeating myself the last few, last few shows. What we're up against it again, aren't we, <laughs> in terms of the officials? Because not only are we are we two 0 down, the player who scores the second goal two minutes prior to that. Does a scissor tackle on Anthony Gordon. Uh, cl- goes over the top of the ball, clearly a red card. and He stays on the pitch, he goes to VAR. Mike Dean, the second part of the Mitchell brothers, we, we can't spot a clear red card between them. Goes down the other end. We make a massive cock up, by the way. About 15 mistakes in the space in, what, 10 seconds. And we go 2-0 behind. And you just think, you know, yet again, is a conspiracy to send Everton down to the championship and we go 2-0 down and you just think I'm I'm sitting there thinking what have we got to do I mean we were poor we were terrible first half we didn't create much at all and whether it was a, a touch of stage fright the the occasion got to the players I don't know but we were so poor but listen give us a chance in terms of officiating let let us at least you know if we're going 1-0 down we're going 1-0 down but you could argue, Lee, they should have been down to nine men with Zaha also striking anti Gordon's throat.
0: Yeah, it's hard not to talk about a game these days, is it, without talking about the officials. And like we've said before, when you you should be you should never really be talking about officials. If you don't talk about officials, you know they've had a good game, don't you? And it seems every week it seems to be, you know, occupying uh, you know, time on the pod and, and, and amongst fans and everything else. And, just, I just got the impression really early doors. Anthony Taylor was just wanting to be the pantomime villain and the centre of attention yesterday. Normally, when you play home games, you know you tend to get the sort of fifty-fifty decisions, don't you, from the referee purely because of the fans and everything else. But you could just see it early doors. He was just not willing to give stuff. There was, you know, stuff that were, were fouls. You know, like little, little soft fouls you get in games, and he was just trying to, you know, deliberately give, not give them, and then give goal kicks instead of corners and all those little stupid things. You could just see it. You've just wanted to be the center of attention. I've tried to, you know, stay away from this whole conspiracy stuff because you've got, you know, I'd be very hard to say that the whole thing's a conspiracy, but when you see these, when you see these things over and over and over again, you know, the little things in games, obviously you can't influence everything, but you can influence little things that can lead to bigger things. Like you just said there with, you know, you should, should have been sent off all day. You know he's gone way over the top of the ball. Apparently, that like you said the VAR reviewed it and said, yeah, they got the ball. What got the ball with his hip after taking him out? He could have broken his leg. It was very similar to the Shelby tackle at, at Newcastle, wasn't it? Very similar, reckless, over the top of the ball. Could have broke his leg, um, and you know, in a completely ridiculous part of the pitch as well. There was just no need for it, uh, and he's got away with it. And you know, i doesn't score many goals as you just said, two minutes later, you know, how we've conceded that goal. I was, I was in disbelief watching that because obviously, you know, first of all, Mikalenko's put an awful cross in from deep. You know, he didn't, you know, he didn't even make it to the box. It's the edge of their box, which puts us under pressure straight away. Then it came to Coleman, the loose ball. He's taken a little bit of a heavy touch and obviously, you know, lost it to Mateta and then thinking, what's going on here? This is an absolute calamity already before he even gets near the goal. And then, you know, for some reason he's put a you know half decent ball, and we've got bodies in there. There's only one 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 Palace player in there to support the lad. And you know, I'm thinking, how's Pickford not caught that? But then I've since seen it in the replay when I've you know when I've got back. Mikalek panicked, didn't he? He's panicked, and he's run right across his eye line, which makes Pickford thinking I can't catch it, and he's punched it, panicking, straight to Zahar You know, and then he's had a shot. It's bounced around like pinball and hit you in the chin then somehow managed to miss our own defenders, you know, Mikhelenko again on the line, and then through the legs of Decoré, and you're just thinking, this is just absolute, what are we watching here? You know what I mean? It was horrendous. It's like something out of a woman film. I'm thinking, how are we 2-0 down? And and that that's where there was a real sort of anxiety, you know, amongst the fans who have been absolutely amazing. And all of a sudden, that can easily turn then into, what the hell's going on here? We're going down. You know what I mean? And And... Fair play to them when they came out for the second half, you know, they really did, you know, literally say, look, forget that now, reset. The players came out with a renewed spirit. You know, to be fair to Dali Ali came out and warmed up while the players were in the changes and literally, you know, was lifting his hands, going, come on to the fans, going, Let's have a r let's have a go second half. And you know, to be fair to him, I thought him in particular. And Alex awobe in the second half, when he was pushed into midfield, which was the end of the first half, really drove us forward, mate. You know, both of them were brave getting on the ball. It needed someone to put the foot on it because it was a little bit sort of panicky. It was a little bit sort of anxiety. You know, every time the players saw the ball, there was no one willing just to put the foot on it, keep the ball, and both him and Awoyi, you know, were really you know top in that second half in terms of taking the ball in tight spaces and you know willing to sort of you know, just delay a little bit on the ball and just keep it, you know, not just try and get it forward for the sake of getting it forward. And and, and that was the difference um, in the second half. Those two in particular were absolutely outstanding. Um, but I did want to mention um, going down Goodison Road with Pete, actually, and then, uh, you know, going down to where I was walking in to get into the main stand, into the top balcony. It was absolute carnage, mate. It was just, you know, even after the bus had gone, well gone. You know, it, it, there was flares everywhere. There was kids on the shoulders of their dads, and then to compound it, which was even brilliant to watch, there was a, someone brought a footy, and they were just launching it like 70, 80 yards in the air. It was bouncing off the roofs of the houses and the pubs there. Literally, it was like watching medieval football, mate. And it was coming off the side of Goodison, off side of the main stand. And as it was coming down, about like ten lads were going up for headers. You know what I mean? Amongst all the flares and everything else, it was absolute comedy to watch. It was just literally that every time it dropped, then people just got it and launched it again. And, it, you know, it was absolutely comedy. And then um, it came near me actually at one point And I, I tried to bring it down, and then literally people are booing because you didn't edit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you might not. I don't edit anything. You know, I'm like, so literally, I'm awful in the air. Yeah. But because you're trying to, it was like, no, edit, edit, everyone. You know, it was just like, oh, mate. I was just laughing my head off. It was just, it was just an absolute carnival outside, and obviously you got into the ground then. And it was just the, the the ten minutes before kickoff off uh, was unbelievable. I and mean, shout out to the to the guy on on the tunes as well because he, he put he put a bit of Rocky Balboa on, mate, before the Everton tunes as well, about <laughs> ten minutes. before. And that that was actually quite you know like fine tingling a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Uh, before they put obviously Spirit of the Blues on and everything else, and then Zed Cars, it was just like. It was incredible, mate. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I've never experienced anything like it. I have got recollections as a kid of going to that Wimbledon game and being carnage and bloody falling two or three rows forward and everything else. But, but yeah, I just thought it was just unbelievable. Like, the scenes were just absolutely crazy. And, you know, f- to swing, like you said, from one emotion of being 2-0 down of being, oh, my God, we're going to be relying on Brentford last day of the season. There's no way we're going to score three goals. So then coming out, and credit to the players, you know, they had to get that first goal, didn't we? To, you know, early if we could. And I tell you what, what a finish from Keane, by the way. What mm-hmm. a finish that is. I mean, it's great awareness from Holgate to put, knock it down. He took a touch with his left foot there and then hit it with the outside of his left foot into the far corner. I mean, you, know, you mean, you know, a top centre-foot, Benzema would have been happy with that. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just a hell of a finish. Keane just turned into Karim Benzema for all of like you know ten seconds in the box, absolutely clinical, and then then that was it. Then it was it was a case of them dropping off and us just trying to you know trying to put some half decent play together amongst all the absolute madness. Um, and we got into some great positions, you know, and Coleman in, in particular got into a couple of great positions down the right side. And it's just that lack of the final ball again. I'm thinking this is going to kill us here. You know, just just having that bit of quality in the final third and. You know, if there's anything going forward next year you know, the full from the fullback position, especially, you know, we need that quality, don't we? That's where the width comes from in games. And we got in some great positions, just making that final decision, that final pass. And you know, I don't want to be critical because as I said, I mean, you know, it was just absolutely incredible. Incredible to be there, incredible to be part of. And it'll go down in folklore that, won't it?
2: Yeah, it will do, it will do, and and I think a lot of credit's got to go to the manager at half-time for making the change that he made in bringing Deli Alley on. You know, he came on, and we needed someone to to get over the ball really and and move the ball forward, and he was a calming influence, but he had had that little bit of quality as well. Um, He was dropping deep to pick the ball up, but then also joining up with the, the players who were in the forward positions, and once that first goal goes in, like you say, great finish from Michael Keane, I thought to myself, "We'll win this." Just, just came. I thought you scored there in second half. You could see, as you said, then they, they were retre- uh, retreating. I think they had one chance through Mateta, which uh, Pickford saved. But that was about it. That was all the the must, and that was a two-one. But I just thought we're going, we're going to win. I don't know what it was, but the crowd. I mean, the crowd were great all game, but at that point, the crowd were picked up even more so. And we're, we're we're pushing the players along, and it was just one of those those games that you know we we said time and again that we, there's no way we sh- we should be anywhere near this position. There's numerous reasons as to why we are where we are, and you know a lot of people certainly aren't blameless either. But that that that's a a conversation for a different time and another day, and that will come because there's a lot of questions to answer in regards to this season, and a lot of changes that needs, be, that needs to be made as well. But you look at the the heart that the player showed, you look at the change the front-line part made when, when he had to, and you just think, we've got to give them massive amounts of praise in terms of how they turned that game around last night. But once we got that first goal and that momentum was with us, I just couldn't see any other outcome. It was it was totally bizarre, and you know the the scenes when the second goal goes in, Charles, and again, you know he he promised, didn't he, a few weeks ago that he'd get us out of it, and since then he, he's done his utmost. He scored countless goals. He always, you know, his efforts is always fantastic, and he scores again, and you know at that point, I mean, obviously you were there you must have felt the uplift in terms of the the crowd as we as we get we got back into the game and especially when that second goal goes in and you think that we've got a good sort of 10-15 minutes here that we can really go for the winner
0: well the key word there is momentum in it momentum in sport is a massive thing you know what i mean and it's always double fold, isn't it? it's the belief of one team and then the lack of belief of another team you know which which obviously has a doubling effect and yeah, you are you are right. When Keane scored that goal, and the crowd it changed the atmosphere again. The crowd were like, "Look, we're in this. We just we're in it. We just need to, basically, as I said, just put some passages of play together and create chances, and the fans will suck that suck that ball in the net." And you know, massive, massive credit for a Charleston. That was his tenth goal in the Premier League this season. So he's had ten goals and six assists in the Premier season, which is you know, in a team that's really struggled. Let's have it right. You know, we've not scored a load of goals either. He's, you know, that, that's a decent return, isn't it? A really decent return, to be fair to him. Um, and to be fair, I don't think he was fully fit, Mike. I don't think he was fully fit. You know, there was rumours abound that he was a little bit, you know, he was carrying a, a knock before the game anyway, whether they were just rumours or not. But, you know, Richarlison definitely wasn't, you know, his, his fully, whether he was knackered as well, but his, his, his all-action, 100% self. And, you know, he did, you could tell he was limping in the last 20 minutes. He was limping. He couldn't fully sprint. And I know he'd taken a few knocks as well, but you know that that okay, look, it was a slight deflection, but again, he was in the right place. You know what I mean? The balls come back. It was a bit fortuitous just the way it came to him, but he, you know he took he took a good first touch. You know he's had that little bit of luck again, like he had against Leicester, isn't it? That little deflection which just took it into the corner, and then then it was absolute pandemonium. Then mate, obviously a load of fans went on the pitch. Then there was flares everywhere. You know, obviously, you know some of the players were saying to the that get off the pitch, you know, we, you know, we need another here, we need another, um, and then it was just a case of composure then, it was just a case of, look, Yeah, you know, it must be so hard to play in that, it's so amazing to play in that atmosphere, but so hard at the same time, because every bone in your body just wants to get the ball forward, but at the same time, you've got to keep your composure, you know, Palace were still carrying, you know, threats and I thought Eze, by the way, was outstanding yesterday for them. He was absolutely outstanding playing in the number 10 role, sort of floating around. and You know, he put in a great ball for their goal. But his general all-round play was outstanding, mate. He was, he was, he he really was. You know, he's, he's got an awareness of pass. He's got great feet. He's got a little bit of pace. You know, covers the pitch if he needs to as well. He's got a bit of everything. And, you know, another player that sort of slipped through the net, isn't it, in terms of, you know, players who may have looked at and things like that. But, But that aside, yeah, Richarlison going back to him was again, you know, if that's his last ever game at Goodison, then you know, hats off to him because if he does end up going, you know, we as fans can't begrudge him for that. You know, he he, he's kept us up. His goals have kept us up recently, haven't they? You know, I mean, the stats say it all anyway in his overall performances. And one thing I did notice as well is when, obviously, you know, Dom scored the winner, which was just unbelievable. It's up there with you know, we. One of our most important goals in our history, wasn't it? You know, and there was echoes of Duncan Ferguson against United there for the Champions League and exactly the way it went in. And if you look at it, they all obviously legged it towards the, you know, what ended up being the family enclosure with loads of fans on the pitch again. And I could see it up from the top balcony. I just saw Richarlson. I said, Where's he going in? And then he just literally dived, like, he you know, literally with his hands by his side, head first into the turf, didn't he? Uh absolute comedy. And I said to you boys, I just hope there's a video of this because I don't everyone all the cameras naturally followed obviously uh Calvert Lewin. And then about ten fans jumped on Richarlison then. It was absolute comedy gold. That was it was unbelievable. But if that is his last ever game at Goodison, then fair play to the lad. You know, I and mean, we obviously we don't want to lose him. we you know, he he's 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 a top player, Brazilian international. Um Brilliant tweets to Carragher, by the way, in the, in the early hours of the morning as well. Um, but yeah, you know, we can't begrudge him, can we? If if he does end up going to a, you know, a PSG or whatever, then, you know, to win trophies and you can't begrudge him because we're a rebuild now, aren't we? We are a rebuild and, you know, we, we probably are a good few years off maybe competing for, you know, for trophies and honours and, and European places. And we need to understand that, you know, Lampard needs that time and, if we do end up getting, you know, sixty, seventy million for him, then 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 so be it. And it, it pains me to say that, but you know you know where I'm coming from.
2: Yeah, well, I mean we've discussed this before in terms of summer plans and you know assets that that are worth the most money and, and it's Charles on the top of that list. Obviously, Dom, Jordan Pickford, players who would bring in money. Um so it could be, you know, we, we don't know what's gonna happen whether other players go ahead of him. And whether by getting rid of fringe play, we can bring enough in to be able to do a little bit of business ourselves. So let's see, let's not sort of speculate on that. But he's been, he's been great, especially the last sort of couple of months or so. Uh, but one player whose attitude you can never question is Allison, And he's pulled it out of the bag. You know, he played last night, he was injured. He was injured before the game, uh, wanted to play. And, and it, it shows, it shows, you know, his attitude gets him through. And no saving the goal. He was always involved. Um and you know, it was just it was just great to we deserved that last night. As a fan base, we deserved that because we've been through so much nonsense, so much heartache, um, based on shocking decisions that have been made by the club, based on awful officiating over the course of the season, to be honest. Um, and also poor performances as well from our own players. So we we definitely deserved that moment yesterday. We we, we deserved. You know when when Dom great header by the way. It was like big Dunk against Manu. Yeah, um, that's what I said. Outstanding, wasn't it? Yeah, great header. Great, 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 great Edder. Edder. And, and Dom Dom played well. I thought he did well. You know, he hold up play was good. He he looked like you know he was hanging in the air, which we know that he can he do. Fit, he, didn't he? He did. He looked, he looked, looked fit. Yeah. yeah. He did and, and and that's what he needs. You know, people need to bear in mind the injury he had was a really, really bad injury. You know, when he's come back, he was rushed back at first, which showed because he broke down. Um but great goal for him, you know, two and two for him. Um but the, the scenes the scenes at the end, you know, were just that is just what thirty eight thousand Evertonians just showing sheer relief at the fact that we've staved off relegation because we all knew what it meant in terms of, from a financial point of view, we would have been absolutely crippled. Who knows what it would have meant in terms of our future because there's so much on the line for us to stay in the Premier League from Bramley Moore, from the shared sponsor for the new season. That was dependent on us staying up, which we can now sign off. And, and get that get that share revealed humble hint hint um there was so much at stake there there really really was and to get over the line in such dramatic circumstances it's no surprise to me that our fans showed it in the way that they did and um, outside of the incident with patrick vieira which we won't we won't go into um although we think that by, you know, at the end of the day, if you do that to someone in the street, you're bound to get a smack, so it's no difference. And I apportion no blame to Patrick Vieira whatsoever. You know, no, the, I totally agree
0: with that. Yeah, if like you said, if anyone did that to anyone, goading someone, swearing in their face, camera right in your face, you're going to react, aren't you? You know, what I mean? of course,
2: and 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 you understand it. Um, so if, I don't think he should be looking at getting any kind of punishment at all. I think we've got to be careful now as a club. Because there's been a couple of unsavory incidents in the last couple of home games, which are, you know, despicable. You know, we go back to the to the racism um, in terms of Ivan Tony, uh in the Brentford game and his family and Nico Henry as well, which is a totally bang out of order. So we, we've got to, you know, the club have got to look at all this now, but don't begrudge us that moment and that sheer release of the tension the pressure we've all felt we've not been sleeping it's been a real struggle the last couple of weeks especially so we we were allowed that moment and the scenes were crazy i mean look look at look at frank lampard on the on top of the uh, the boxes there you know i'm surprised that the uh, the roof didn't cave in to be honest because it doesn't, doesn't the studious. but look at the scenes look at what it means he's up there hugging the likes of peter e graham sharp tony bell he was knocking around with a, a couple of his lads Um. And that shows you how much of mine just bought into our football club. And he deserves the time now to go forward. You know, two, three years now to time Bill decide that that is fit to grace what's going to be the best, the best stadium in the Premier League. And I'm delighted for him that he's he's come in, he's he's done the job that he's that he said he was gonna do. And I'm delighted for him that he's he's kept us in the Premier League, but more delighted for us that we're gonna be in the Premier League next season.
0: Totally agree. I'm happy for Lampard. One of his key strengths, we know he's not the finished article as a manager. We know that. He's a young manager. He's learning his way in the game. We've said this. You know, tactically, he'll learn as he gets on. Um, He'll be the first to admit that that's the side of the game. Obviously, he needs to improve on. You know what I mean? Um, But, I mean, one thing he is naturally very good at um, is is a man-manager. You can't underestimate man-management, especially nowadays in football. Um, you know, where you are managing, let's be honest, you know, absolutely filthy rich millennials really, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? So there is an element there where, you know, Klopp is, re- you know, regarded as one of the best and that is one of his key strengths as well, is man man management skills. It- it's it's imperative and-, and and you can see the players, you saw some of the stills of the the pitches in the changing room after with, with Seamus Coleman and Richarlis and all that, you know, and Lampard's face is beaming, all the players are beaming and that to create that dressing room spirit really takes, you know, an ability to be able to do that as a man manager. And that's one of his key strengths. The other side of the game will come, as I have said, you know, one thing Lampard, everyone who's played with him will tell you, you know, Frank, the game didn't come easy to Frank like it did again, you know, for some players, you know, at, at England at youth level, he wasn't a in playing every week, you know, if anything, he, you know, youth level, he, you know, it was widely known. He was on the bench a lot. Carragher's talked about it himself. Um... But one thing, he dedicated himself as a player almost on Ronaldo levels to be the best player he could possibly be, you know, grind every single ounce of talent out of himself. And I, you know, I think he's, he's, well, we know that he'll be like that as a manager. We know that, you know, he's dedicated. He'll, he'll want to be the best possible version of himself as a manager. And, you know, for us now, as I said, you just said it yourself, he's united the fan base. He's got us over the line now by hook or by crook. He's been willing to change things to get results. If anything, he was a little bit too conservative at the start of the game yesterday, sticking with that, you know, wing-back, five-at-the-back formation, almost to probably protect ourselves, particularly against Zaha down that side. And then obviously, you know, okay, look, the way the game panned out, it was never a 2-0 game, really, although Palace did play well. They played with no fear. You know, you could see that. We said that before the game, that they would play with no fear, and they did. You know, they played with confidence once they got the goal. But, you know, we saw that bit out. We saw that storm out. And, and 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 you know, we, he changed it. He changed it. You know, we acted to put Owe back into midfield, went four at the back. Um, and I did, you know, I must admit, when he brought Deli on at half-time, I was thinking, is that the right sub there? The only natural defensive midfielder we've got in there now is Decore. Would he have be been better off bringing on an Alan or even a Van der Beek and, and, and then asking Decore then to make those late runs into the box? You know, but it turned out to be absolutely spot on because, like you said before, Deli changed the game. One thing with Delhi, you know, to mention him again there, is he clearly, you know, he's got that little bit of arrogance about him, hasn't he? He backs his own ability. You know, in his head, he'd be thinking, put me on here, Gaffer. Put me on here. I'll put my foot on the ball. I'll carry the ball in tight spaces. I'll draw fouls. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll try and create. And he did. You know, he came on and he's clearly, you know, backed his own ability. Uh, there was a bit when I think it was 3-2, wasn't it, where he got the ball. Broke from midfield. It was only Richarlison up with him down the left side, and he went to pass it and then fake the pass, and then just took it into their box. Almost saying, Go on, foul me, then foul me." And obviously, tried a bit of skill at the end or whatever to try and you know, and then going out for a goal kick. But the point is, there he was just willing to take those extra touches on the ball, wasn't he, to back himself and not just you know, not just give the you know, give the ball for the sake of giving it. And yeah, so so from that standpoint, yeah, I thought it, I thought uh, as I said before, he, he he completely changed the game, but. And credit to Frank for changing it, you know, and switching switching it up and, and and going for it because a draw was useless for us, wasn't it? We had to go for the win, um, just to you know to make it safe then and not take it into the last last, last game of the season uh, and almost take it out of our hands a little bit. But um, I hope he gets given the time. We all know that now. You know, if we have even if we have a you know a slow start next season, we know there's going to be lots of changes. You'll probably have to then, you know probably I'll integrate probably three, maybe four players into that start 11, possibly next season. You know, we've just got to give him time now. And as fans, there's got to be a realistic expectation. If we finish, you know, mid-table next season, but we can see, you know, we can see a clear direction, shoots of improvement, then so be it. So be it, you know, it has to be a gradual improvement. I hope, hope for, hopefully now, both Frank and, you know, Kevin Thelwell now, you can, you know, Get their heads together and be just given the time to change it now without any interference.
2: That's it. Now it's going to be a big, a big summer of of rebuilding. Um, a lot of players will be moved on. I mean, we've got a lot of players here at the end of the contracts as well. Um, and you know, there's there's players on, on the fringes there with maybe a year or two left that we'll be looking to, to to ship out as well for all right money, but to get the wages off the off the book so we can we can bring. Hopefully, young, hungry, athletic players in, so so Frank Lampard can start to really put his, his stamp on the club. Um, but that conversation, will you know we'll, we'll be having numerous chats over the course of the summer about that, about recruitments, about who, who who's coming in, who, who's leaving the club. Um, but we, we've got a you know last night belongs to belongs to us, belongs to every Evertonian. who have gone through it all this season, and. It's it's a it's a match that will live long in the memory. The scenes will live long in the memory, and of course, for everyone who was there, everyone who witnessed them. And it's just an over sense over sensing feeling of of sheer relief is the overriding feeling for me, and I'm sure most people will will agree with that. And um, to, to go through what we what we've been through and come out the side with so much on the line, is is a credit to. I've got to say to, to the to the players, the manager, but more importantly to the fans who've more than stuck together, who've been more united than ever in recent weeks. And, and I've got to be said, it's the fans that have got got us over the line more than anything else. I think I think that, that united Totally agree. To, It's down it's down to the fans. And every single fan who's been involved, who's been a game, who's been to wave the players off before we travel to, to various away games, who's been at the the coach arrives at Goodison Park. Listen, you, you all deserve a, a huge pat on the back and should be incredibly proud that you were part of the reason why we stayed in the Premier League and could have safeguarded our, our future. And it sounds it sounds dramatic, but that's exactly what it's done for me. And relegation didn't bear thinking about But as the time was going on yesterday and we got to, you know, we're 2-0 down into the second half and you're thinking, this is us, we're done. We're done. After being in a great position over the last couple of weeks and, and pulling ourselves back in, we're done. But,
0: mate, it would, it would have been easy to turn against the team. It really would have been easy to turn against the team at half time. But they came out, and from the whistle, the fans backed them. You know what I mean? The fans did back them, um, you know, especially the way we conceded the goal, certainly the second one. And they really got behind the team. Um, so, ma- massive kudos, like you said there. The fans have played a huge part. And that's what unity does for you. That's what unity does for you. You know, we mentioned that unity uh, in, in the last podcast, and that's what it does. When everyone's pulling in the same direction, you know, hopefully we can carry this atmosphere into next year as well. You know, make it that really intimidating place to play again, and and we've certainly done that in the last few weeks. You know, and and you, know, and you only have to look at Rangers. You know, look look what they've done in the in Europa League. You know, what I mean, the, the, their team as a whole, that starting eleven in the final for them cost thirteen million quid. Of which Ryan Kent was seven million quid. Do you know what I mean? And 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 they've they've pulled a lot of these players together from the championship, from the Premier League, you know, players that are, you know, on the edges of squads. And 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 you know, in some of the away games, I think they lost quite a few away games by just by the one goal. And then they take they were taking teams back to Ibrox and make it an absolute bear pit to play in. And and that has a massive impact. And and we've seen it, you know, we've seen it with ourselves and you know, as I said before, just absolutely chuffed for for the fans, for Lampard, for the players. You know, and 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 we've got over the line, and you know we can go into the game on Sunday now, you know, without the stress, without the stress of just going and you know going and thinking we need to get something here, and and like you just said before, there though, you know, we can't let this happen again. We just can't let it happen again. You know, we've. We've got to get the basics in place now. Um and, and, and going into next season, like I said, you know, scout well, scout properly, sign players in the right categories and the right age brackets and just build slowly from there.
2: Most definitely. Most definitely. But we can all enjoy now a well-earned break and sleep. Um after after what's been a, a really, really difficult season uh with the odd bright spot here and there. Um we'll be back ourselves on Sunday after Arsenal, but we just don't care. So who knows how knows that one's going to go in terms of the show and the match and who's going to play. Frank's alluded to, to changes and players who are on the periphery are going to probably get a get the nod. And they're, they're probably all going to be hungover anyway today. Um, so there be, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be much happening at Finch Farm. So a little preparation time. Nothing on the line, thank God. Um, so Sunday's podcast, we will be back. Um, but we don't care anymore, and <laughs> we all just want to go to sleep and not, not look at football for the next couple of months, and and come back refreshed for. I know a big season. Frank Lampard's first full season as Everton manager, first proper transfer window under his belt as well. Massively important. We 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 hopefully have got a blueprint and a plan going forward. But this this last night belongs to us all. Belongs to. All the fans, all the listeners, everyone who loves the club. Um, you know, we've all we've all cried, I'm sure. You've all hugged, hugged strangers. We've been through it all in the last sort of 12 hours or so, 24 hours. But let's let's enjoy that. A lot of work to be done. Thanks for listening to this impromptu podcast. Wasn't planned, but listen, we we, we couldn't, we couldn't not discuss it. Vitally important that we did. Pete will be back on Sunday. As we know, he, he undertakes some very important work for MI6. Um, so, we, <laughs> so we can't get him on on a weekday. So we'll be back be back on Sunday. We'll look back at Arsenal. But in the meantime, just enjoy this.
1: All the angels are up. seconds away from Premier League safety. He we were end down end? and out. We were gone. We're not now. <laughs> Talking Pitford takes the free kick. Keep it in play. Calvert <laughs> Lewin heads it on. Dele Alec controls it. Throw in to Everton. Yes! Throw down on the right hand side. 60 seconds to go. 60 seconds away. Surely he can just pass the ball for 60 seconds. We are 60 seconds away from safety. Throw-in for Everton, far side. John Jill kenny will take it. He's on for Richarlison. Just give it to Damari Gray or Calvert-Lewin and tell him to stay there. Oh, it's a high one. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, down by the corner flag. Use all your strength. That'll be a throw into Crystal Palace. 30 seconds to go. 30 seconds to go. Crystal Palace want to take your throw-in. They really shouldn't be that bothered, but they are. Connor Gallagher takes on Calvert-Lewin such as the two Ezra watching forward towards Manteca.
0: it the state! The Unholy
2: Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.